The greatest stories inspire us, terrify us, inform us, and ultimately change us. They might change our lives or simply help us get through the day. But if we know how central stories are to the human experience, why don't more of us learn how to craft them more effectively? Matthew Dix is a world-renowned storyteller and also a teacher of storytelling who has witnessed the profound impact of storytelling firsthand. Matthew believes that crafting compelling stories isn't just about influencing others, but also about gaining influence over ourselves. When I interviewed Matt, I asked him to help me improve a story that I was preparing for a work presentation and he walked me through his thought process every step of the way. And after delivering this story at the workshop, I can tell you that it made so much more of an impact. My name is Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organisational psychologist and the founder of behavioural science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. In today's show, I speak with Matthew Dix about getting some help with a story I wanted to tell. So Matt, I was hoping to get your advice because I've got a workshop coming up with my team on Friday and it's Tuesday today when we're recording this. And I'm, I've been racking my brains for the right story to open this workshop with. And I, I need a story that's essentially about like not taking something for granted and, and sort of, you know, treating something with the care that it deserves. And I've sort of been thinking about times in my life where I've, you know, taken something for granted that like I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but it's in the, been in the back of my mind. I've only got one example. It feels a bit lame and I I wanted to like, you know, if you can pretend that you are coaching me through this, I would love to know how I can get to a point where I've actually got a story that then I can, you know, start to craft. So Sure. Well, what's your what what do you have? What's the thing that's kind of lame? So the thing that feels kind of lame is when I was in my 20s, I was living in Sydney and I uh, got a lease on this apartment, inner city apartment, and it had this amazing view of the Sydney Harbour, which is kind of like the most beautiful thing about Sydney. And I remember the first time I walked through that apartment, um, I was struck by the view and I just thought, oh, wow, like I will never, ever get sick of this view for the entire time I live in this apartment. And then several months later, and this is where my memory is fuzzy, I think I had a party or something like that. And I remember people standing on the balcony and just ooing and ahhing over the view. And, you know, and it occurred to me I'd broken that promise with myself. I'd forgotten yeah. the beautiful view. And and that's kind of all I've got. And it's uh, and how, how do I work with that? Or do I go, mm, I can do better than that because I feel like that's, I don't know. Right. Well, let's play with that. You know, in terms of finding other stories, I guess I'll say this. It wouldn't be hard for me, and I don't think it'll be hard for you, to just look at things in your life that you sometimes take for granted. You know, I would instantly think my son, my daughter, and my wife. Any story about them will, 
I can easily transform into a, I'm taking them for granted, right? My job, I'm sure I'm taking it for granted. And it's, it'd be easy to tell a story about teaching children and how 24 years ago, I was desperate to get a job in teaching. And today I actually complain about going to work sometimes, right? Even though it's the dream job I wanted and still my dream job today. So I would just sort of inventory things I take for granted and then tell a story about that thing without really even being worried too much about taking for granted. Because I can tell a story about my son that has nothing to do with me taking him for granted. When the story is done, I can say, can you believe that I take that boy for granted sometimes? That amazing story that I just told you about my son that caused you to love him and open your heart and mind. Can you believe that there are some times when he wants to play a game with me and I say no? That is taking things for granted. So easy pivot from almost any story, right? Anything you care about. So that's the simple story. But, you know, what you gave me was interesting because that's not an easy thing, the the Sydney apartment story, because it's kind of boring. Like it's I bought an apartment and then eventually I didn't appreciate it in the way I should. But the way I might craft it to make it a little less boring is, again, at the beginning, we have to cause people to wonder. So I would start the story doing something like this. I'm hosting a party and I look out on the deck and everyone is staring out at something. And I have no idea what that something is. Like I have looked outside my deck for the last 368 days. And as far as I can tell, there is nothing to stare at. And yet for some reason, I've got music playing in the room and I've got things to do in the room and everyone's got their eyes outside. And so I'm starting to wonder like, is there a whale in the harbor today that I've never, like, you know, it is a, has a boat sinking in the harbor right now, right? Or, you know, has a comet crashed into the harbor that's caused people to pay attention to whatever the hell they're paying attention to. So I finally make my way outside to the deck and I, I sidle up against one of my friends and I look out at the harbor that they can't stop staring at. And I ask my friend, like, the hell are you staring at? And then I suddenly know. They're staring at the beauty of the harbor, which a year ago, I swore to myself, I swore to myself that I would never take for granted because it is one of the most beautiful views in the world. But it turns out that if you stare at the most beautiful view in the world for a year, it stops being beautiful and just starts being a view. And that is a tragedy. Like I would tell the story like that, but do you see how... Rather than saying I rented an apartment and I did, you told it chronologically, yeah. you've got to give them something to wonder about. So the thing to wonder about is why are people staring at a, at a view that I don't care about anymore? And the realization is I was supposed to care about the view because it is beautiful and I've just forgotten to notice. If you enjoyed this extract of my chat with Matthew, you might want to go back and listen to the full interview, which you can find a link to in the show notes. If you're looking for more tips to improve the way that you work, I write a short fortnightly newsletter that contains three cool things that I've discovered that help me work better, ranging from software and gadgets that I'm loving through to interesting research findings. You can sign up for that at howiwork.co. That's howiwork.co. Thank you for sharing part of your day with me by listening to How I Work. If you're keen for more tips on how to work better, connect with me via LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm very easy to find. Just search for Amantha Imber. 
How I Work was recorded on the traditional land of the Wurundjeri people, part of the Kulin Nation. I am so grateful for being able to work and live on this beautiful land, and I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba who did the audio mix and makes everything sound better than it would have otherwise.